Wood Ash and Iron and Leather by Lokalani Rose, read for Kurlaz. Summary. Yaskir is the only person Geralt's ever been around who doesn't smell of fear. Notes. I've never played the game, so this is based on a distant memory of the books, the Netflix show, and Astolat's Fix, which I always assume are more canon than canon. Witchers have no emotions, they say. Witchers cannot feel like humans can, they say. Witchers have all had sentiment and caring shipped away to the little more than beasts. That's what they say. Geralt would one day like to find out who they are, because that's a load of codswallop and he owes them a punch in the fucking face. Geralt may not consider himself human, but he's not a fucking animal either, nor a monster like the ones he slays for too little coin, ungraciously given and mistrust following him from village to village like a bad smell. Even Yaskir's songs haven't done enough to ease the wariness with which people watch him, thanks to rumors like that. Witchers do have feelings. Mostly. The Trial of the Grasses has been around for centuries, and the Witchers of Kermorn have been tweaking it all the while. Maybe Witchers of old had all their emotions stripped away, but nowadays the mutagens just dull the unhelpful ones. Sadness, loneliness, worry, doubt, anything that would get in the way of doing the job, really, and the main one, fear. It's been a long time since Geralt's been afraid. He catches an echo of it sometimes, like when another dozen ghouls have just burst out the ground when he's fending off five others, and something sharp and unpleasant shoots through his belly before his brain has calmly adjusted to cope. It's a sour taste on his tongue whenever Yennefer does something stupid, or Yaskir does something stupid and there's a moment or two when they're in danger, and Geralt isn't sure how to save them. It's a stirring in his head, a memory of those moments when he was left alone on a road in the woods, abandoned and afraid. But yeah, apart from those lingering echoes, which happen less and less often the longer he spends on the path, the more experience he gets and the more confidence he has that there aren't that many things that can take him down. The exception is the situations caused by Yennefer being stubborn or Yaskir being stupid. They seem to be happening more frequently. Apart from those moments, Geralt really doesn't know what being scared feels like. What? Not at all? Yaskir says indignantly. Whenever he's indignant, his voice is capable of skipping entire octaves. Geralt can hear a flutter preparing to attack from thirty feet away. He winces without thinking, which Yaskir seems to take as an admission of guilt. Militelli's tits, you kept that quiet, didn't you? I tell you what, Geralt, you're a lot less impressive all of a sudden, Mr. I feel no fear. I'm sure if I had the balls the size of a dragonite's, I'd feel fine going up against wargs and bloodzoots and bloodzigers. Yes, yes, them, and all the little other beasties you waggle your sword at, honestly, doesn't feel fear to think of it. Yaskir subsides into outraged muttering, and Geralt seizes the moment of blessed silence to focus on the cockatrice tracks in the damp earth before them. Winter's been hard, and people reach for their purses less often in the taverns, despite Yaskir's best efforts. If Geralt can kill the beast without too much of a struggle, he'll be able to sell the quills and liver in the apothecary two towns over and get them both a room and a good inn, some half-decent food, and, God's willing, a fucking bath. Geralt? Hmm? The tracks are deep for their size, and there's a tang of iron heavy in the air. The cockatrice has been this way recently and dragging its kill. Most likely one of the village's cows again. Good. If it's fat and sleepy, it'll be easier to kill. Geralt? What? Don't you need to, you know, cover your eyes or something? Geralt pauses and turns very slowly to look at his companion. Yaskir peers back at him, all big eyes and worried expression, a leather cloak wrapped tight around his head and shoulders to keep off the damp. Yaskir, how the fuck do you think covering my eyes is a good tactic when I'm about to fight something that wants to eat me? What? But it's in all the myths! Yaskir's expression is so earnest that it causes a weird pain somewhere under Geralt's breastbone to look at him. A cockatrice is so full of hate and vengeance. You see, Geralt, it feels more than you do, that meeting its glance can turn you to stone! That is. Geralt has to pause again and pinch the bridge of his nose. 
Yaskir means well. He really does. That is not accurate. Oh. Somehow, that shuts Yaskir up again, and because Gerald isn't sure how long the respite will last, he immediately surges forward. The scent of blood is stronger now, and he tracks it easily to a rough cave in the mountainside, where the smell mingles with the sweet, sour stench of cockatrice dung. Stay here, he orders, unsheathing his sword. The cave's not huge, which means it'll be difficult for him to get behind the beast and take it out. He'd rather not lose a chunk of flesh to those talons if he has to phase it head-on. But Geralt, I need to chronicle this epic fight! It's a cockatrice. It looks like a chicken fucked a lizard and smells about as bad. There's nothing epic here. Now stay back. Geralt shoves a growl in at the end of the desperate hope it might make Yaskir listen for once, and is vaguely gratified to see the bard's eyes go even wider as he swallows hard. Then Geralt is plunging headfirst into the cave, his sword held ready before him. Let's get this over with. The cockatrice turns out to be a mean-spirited motherfucker. Its talons take a chunk out of Geralt's bicep, not his sword arm, thank fuck, and even worse, it screams its fury directly into his face so that he nearly chokes on the stench of half-digested cow stomach. It's petty vengeance more than anything else that spurs Geralt into slicing through its wing joints rather than going straight for the back of the neck, and he regrets it instantly when the beast bucks him off while screeching in agony and then heads for the cave exit. Yasker! Geralt roars, hoping desperately the bard can hear him over the beast screaming, Move! It's coming out! He runs after it as fast as he can as the cockatrice bursts out of the cave. Take that, you hideous beast! comes Yaskir's voice, and Geralt suddenly finds he's running even faster. Oh, oh dear. Geralt! Oh, for fuck's sake. Geralt mutters under his breath, and then he's leaping from the cave mouth onto the cockatrice's back in a single move, his sword already swinging through its final arc. Yaskir's watching with huge eyes as the beast's head plummet in the soft earth between his legs, sprawled on the ground with his back against a tree trunk and nowhere else to go. If Geralt had been a second or two later... The rest of the cockatrice collapses unceremoniously to the ground, with Geralt still on it, and for a moment he just lies there, surrounded by stinking chicken lizard skin and with his arm throbbing like a bitch. There's a faint drizzle landing on his face, and it's going to be a good three-mile hike through the forest to get back to where they left Roach and the half-lame gelding Gasker bought from a crooked trader because he can't tell good horse flesh from bad. And before that, Geralt is going to have to pull out a dozen cockatrice quills by hand, and then gruesomely disembowel the creature to get to the liver that's only going to buy him a half-decent dinner and a single night at an inn. Geralt groans and gets to his feet. And a bath. Let's focus on the bath. He gives the cockatrice a sulky kick as he rounds the side and looks down at Yaskir. There's another scent in amongst the cow's stomach and blood and shit. A sour bitterness that makes his nose wrinkle, and then he notices the patches at Yaskir's collar and under his arms, and realizes it's the stink of fear sweat, heavy and thick on the tongue. It's been a long time since Geralt's been afraid, but he's familiar with the emotion. All humans seem to stink of it to a greater or lesser extent, and especially when they see him when they notice his eyes and realize he's a witcher, something that could kill them as easily as the monsters in the dark do, and according to them, with about as much compassion. The mutagens dulled Geralt's emotions, but heightened his senses, and he wanders through a world that most humans couldn't conceive of, scenting their feelings as easily as he sees their faces, and fear, that acrid, unpleasant taste at the back of his throat. That's the one he dislikes the most. Get up, he growls. Yaskir's scent has sparked one of those lingering echoes in his own head, and Geralt doesn't care for it. Did you see that? Yaskir's still staring wide-eyed at the cockatrice's head in front of him. The razor-sharp beak is less than an inch or two away from his groin. Maybe there's some justification for the fear. That thing nearly unmanned me! Could you even imagine? Ladies would be weeping for the loss from here to hang for's... Get up, Yaskir, Geralt says, feeling very tired all of a sudden. Bath. Think about the bath. 
He yanks the head out of the ground and shoves it into the large leather pouch he has for carrying trophies. Too often, unscrupulous aldermen have tried to withhold payment on the basis he has no proof that he's taking care of their monster, and goes to roll the corpse over. The cockatrice's belly is grossly distended, and Garrett is fully, wearily aware of just how much half-digested cow he's going to have to paw through to reach the liver. Can I help with anything, Geralt? Yaskier asks. For once, his voice is soft and timid and doesn't hurt Geralt's ears. Garrett looks at him standing there, his hair curling slightly in the drizzle, and his cheeks still pink from the shock, and grunts agreement. He lends Yaskier his leather gloves, no point in getting them covered in cow, to protect his hands, and shows him how to take a firm grip and yank out the quills from the root. Then he gets to work on the stomach. Yaskier makes a few gaggy noises when the smell of decomposing cow reaches him, but otherwise they work in silence, and the work goes quicker with two. Geralt is covered in cockatrice bile to his elbows by the time he's fished out the small, opalescent green liver and looks down at it, pleased. One this color means the beast was close to its three-year mating peak, and that means not only is he glad he killed it before it could spawn, but it also fetched twice the price. Yasker is clomping around the clearing, shaking dirt off his leather cloak and muttering about stains. Geralt's about to say something cutting when he notices the small pile of quills beside him. They're tied neatly and kept out of the mud by what looks like one of Yasker's old doublets. Apothecarists insist that they're in mint condition or they won't buy. Geralt adds both items to his pouch and hauls himself to his feet. Well, this is jolly good luck! Yaskir is peering at the sky and beaming. If we make good time getting back to the horses, we could probably reach Callus before dark. Did I ever tell you about the time I stayed there a few years ago? This was before we met, when I was just starting out on the noble pursuit of Bard, and I struck up an intimate friendship with the enchanting young daughter of the town's mayor. Move, Yaskir. Yaskir's babbling accompanies them for the first mile of the trek, and Geralt is irritated to discover that even weighed down with half a cockatrice corpse, it still makes the time go faster. Yaskir's whistling some possible melodies for his new composition, the white wolf versus the creature of vengeance, when he tips his head back to glance at Geralt with one bright blue eye. You know I didn't mean it, right, Geralt? Mean what? What I said earlier, that the cockatrice feels more than you do. Geralt doesn't say anything. Usually he chooses not to speak, but right now he doesn't know what he'd say. I've never believed any of that nonsense about witchers not having feelings. Why, anyone who spent as much time as I have in the company of the greatest witcher of... Yaskir. The white wolf himself, Geralt of Rivia, why, I defy anyone who's ever met you for more than a moment to say that you don't have emotions. Granted, it's usually irritation, but that still counts. That bright blue eye is still watching him, and Garrett feels flayed alive under its gaze. No one could do what you do without emotions. There's a reason. Friend of humanity is my favorite line in the song. Yaskir. All great heroes are defined by their capacity for great emotion. Compassion, loyalty, steadfastness, bravery, hoops. Geralt grabs Yaskir by the back of his doublet and hauls him to safety, just before the bard strides over the edge of a cliff concealed by vines. Yaskir stumbles back against his chest with a little oof, and Geralt still has his drone pumping through his veins from the fright and his senses are on high alert, which is why he can immediately hear the rabbit quick beat of Yaskir's heart, feel the warmth of him through their clothes, and smell him, the usual sense of human male, sweat and dirt and testosterone, but then Yaskir's own aroma of warm sweet meadowgrass and fresh cider, and not a trace of fear like he knew Geralt would catch him before he fell. Geralt holds him there for a second, and then lets go once he's sure Yaskir has found his feet. Thanks, he says, which is stupid of him, because Yaskir should be thanking him for saving his scrawny neck from his own stupidity yet again, but Yaskir blinks up at him with big blue eyes and smiles. They trek the rest of the way in more or less silence, Yaskir only singing or humming softly to himself. It's nice. Geralt doesn't know how he feels about that. They're in Elsinica by the time the White Wolf versus the Creature of Vengeance, heavily revised, makes its debut. The town's one of the larger they've been in for a while, and Geralt is remembering all the reasons he hates big towns. 
the smell of them being chief amongst them, as he sits in a corner of the tavern and watches Yaskir do his thing. The apothecary and Khalees gave them a good price, probably because Geralt hadn't yet had a chance to wash off the cow blood and cockshrice bile when he plunked the spoils down on his counter. And the alderman paid up too, probably for similar reasons, so Geralt's purse ended up fat and jingling for once. But the inn and Khalees only had a tiny tub that Geralt could barely fit into, so he's looking forward to tonight. Possibly the only thing he likes about big towns is the fact that they have better inns, with better baths, and better beer. He takes another swig. Listen to Yaskir sing about him is bad enough when he's drunk. When he's sober, it's nothing short of excruciating. The crowd goes quiet as Yaskir jumps onto the stage. He's wearing a new, pale blue doublet that he bought for the occasion, and he beams out at his audience before setting his fingers to fill Vandril's lute. By the time he's done, Geralt could quite happily have dissolved into drowner ooze, and seeped into the river rather than listen to another word. But the crowd are applauding like crazy, and Yaskir looks like he could cry from happiness. As soon as he comes off stage, a dozen people line up to buy him drinks, and Geralt resigns himself to a long wait before they go to the rooms, and also probably having to stop Yaskir from drowning in the tub. The crowd settles back down around him, and he listens to the chatter with half an ear. Aye, these witchers are creatures as fearsome as the beasts they kill, that's for sure. I'm sure the bard was exaggerating half of it. Taking its head off with a single blow? Nonsense. Either he's making up the stories of the monster, or he's making up the stories of the witcher. Well, the tale of the cockatrice is right enough. My wife's sister's cousin from over down by Radomsko heard tales from a soldier who'd seen one once, just as the bard described, a fierce and terrible vengeful beast, and looking just like if a chicken had fucked a lizard. Geralt snorts, and then has to hide his face in his tankard. Aye, that does sound right terrible indeed. My wife'd be a week cleaning the stains out of my pants if I had to face one of them. Like hell, I'd stand and fight. If some mutant can kill one, it can't be that hard. Listen to that little shit. You'd piss your pants on the spot, laddie. Make no mistake about that. You've got to be heartless as a witcher to stand up to murderous creatures like that without being unmanned by fear. Gotta have all your emotions ripped away by their unnatural practices. Geralt's got a pleasant little buzz, going from better than usual beer. And it's nothing more than he's heard a thousand times before. But suddenly there's a slightly staggering Yaskir in front of him, frowning over at the men. Who makes the claim that witchers have no feelings? I declare to you, sir, stand up and face the ignominy of your words. Time for bed, Yaskir, Geralt mutters, grabbing the bard by the arm. The idea of Yaskir trying to defend his honor in a bar is strangely sweet and utterly ridiculous. The men are too busy gaping at him to respond, and Geralt would like to keep it that way. So when Yaskir plants his feet and tries to resist, Geralt just gives him a single, unimpressed look, before tossing him over his shoulders and striding towards the stairs. Got a thing for witchers, has he? He hears behind him as they go, and then... Gotta be pretty bloody brave to prevent one of those unnatural devils, that's for sure. Yaskir is running up and down octaves in drunken outrage by the time Geralt kicks the door to the room's open and breathes out a sigh of relief at the side of the huge, steaming tub by the side of the room. Yaskir, I'm having a bath. You can keep talking, but I'm no longer listening. He puts the bar right way up, waits to make sure he's not going to fall straight back down, and then starts stripping single-mindedly. Yaskir has sulkily made his way to one of the beds and has propped his chin on his fist, gazing soulfully at the wall. Just wait. My next... my next song will be in the title of an Adern ballad. I haven't composed an ballad in years, Geralt. Did you... did you know that? What a tragic waste of my anxiety. Wait. My anonymity. Wait. Ability. Yes! My ability! A tragic waste. A ballad. It'll be a ballad and all about the noble heart of Witcher. Full of... of compassion. Nobility. Resoluteness. Nobility. I don't have any of those things. And you said nobility twice. Yes. Yes, you do. Yaskir blinks at him confusedly from where he's still sitting on the bed, his chin occasionally slipping off his own fist. Geralt watches him from the tub. 
He is far more indulgent of Yaskir's drunken ramblings when his muscles are slowly unknotting in the warm water. Most humans do not appear at their best when they have been drinking. Blotchy red faces and stale alcohol starting to sweat out of their pores. But Yaskir is just a bit messy and rumpled, two spots of red high on his cheekbones that make his eyes look even bluer, and still smelling sweetly of meadow grass. Garrett realizes with a sigh that it's his bed that Yaskir's sitting on, which means he'll be smelling it all night, and beckons him over. Yaskir, the tub's big enough for two. Get in before the water gets cold. The other good thing about Yaskir being drunk is that it makes him curiously obedient. Gilt shifts his gaze back to the water as Yaskir fumbles his way out of his clothes and then slides into the tub, hissing at the hot water. It seems to push him into the next stage of drunkenness, sends him loose-limbed and slurring as he leans back against the side of the tub beside Geralt. It's just big enough for them both. You always have it so hot, Witcher. Why is that? Kermorin is in the mountains. The words are out before Geralt is aware he's saying them. It's always cold there. Ah! Yeskir tilts his head over to look at him, sleepily blinking blue eyes. Geralt shifts a little closer so he can fish the other man out if he sinks under. You should have come up earlier then. It would have been even hotter. Geralt just stares at him. For once, Yaskir is... completely right. Geralt has no earthly idea why the hell he stayed downstairs once Yaskir finished performing, instead of coming up to enjoy the water when it would have been too blisteringly hot for a human to stand, just the way he likes it. I... I had to keep an eye on you, didn't I? You're guaranteed to get into trouble if there's alcohol and women around. Yaskir laughs and tips over. His head ends up on Geralt's shoulder, his hair starting to curl a little in the steam. My bodyguard! At least you didn't tell anyone I was a eunuch this time. Though, with you sitting in the corner scowling, I'm sure you scared off all the ladies anyway. Geralt snorts. Even his presence couldn't dampen the lady's appreciation for Yaskir's voice. Or his looks. Geralt could smell it even halfway across the room, even though the beginning of the sour fear notes of the men around him as they talked about facing down a cockatrice. Geralt blinks, and blinks again. He looks down at the head on his shoulder, and nudges it when Yaskir seems entranced in watching his fingers waggle beneath the surface of the water. Yaskir. Oh yes, Geralt? Weren't you afraid? Of the ladies? Geralt! Surely you know the man of my reputation and, well, prowess, not the ladies. Geralt interrupts impatiently. He's heard quite enough stories of Yaskir's prowess. The cockatrice. Weren't you afraid to face it? You thought it could turn you to stone. There's no need to keep bringing it up, Geralt, Yaskir says primly. It was an unfortunate, unsubstantiated source. That's all. My knowledge of beasts and necrophages has vastly improved over the course of our acquaintance, as you know. Yaskir. What? Oh. Afraid. Um, yes, I suppose. Why? Why did you come, then? Geralt is genuinely confused. Yaskir is no better equipped to meet a cockatrice head-on than any of the men downstairs. Less so, in fact. At least they have the strength that comes from plowing and farming, when Yaskir has never wielded anything heavier than his loot. And humans tend not to do things when they're afraid. Oh, the stories tell of bravery and feats of valor and all that horseshit, but Geralt can always smell the truth. There's no scent that marks acts of cowardice, selfishness, weakness, but they're nearly always preceded by that same sour tang. Fear brings out the very worst of humanity. So why the hell does Yaskir feel afraid, and then do the exact opposite of everyone else? Why did I come, even though I was afraid? Yaskir's looking up at him with the same equally baffled expression that Geralt assures on his own face. Because you were there, of course. That is, no one has ever... Humans smell of fear when they see him, when they notice his eyes and realize he's a witcher and could kill them as easily as a thousand other things they're scared of. 
Geralt has never met someone who not only has never once smelt a fear when they saw him, but who is less afraid because of him, who feels safer in his presence than out of it. Even Yennefer, as much as he feels for her and as powerful as she is, she always feels some frisson of unease around him, some tendril of alarm at what he is and what he could do. But not Yaskir, not this bard who adopts Geralt cause as his own, who safeguards his reputation and chronicles his deeds, who stands true at his side even if that means swallowing down his own fears to do so. It's been a long time since Geralt was afraid, which means it's been a long time since he's been truly brave. Bravery does have a scent, a scent like wood ash and iron and leather, like resolve and integrity given physical form. It's one of the scents Geralt likes most. He jerks out of his thoughts at a rumbling sound, and makes a desperate grab for Yaskir before the snoring bard sinks beneath the water. Then Geralt sits there and looks down at the other man helplessly. Yaskir is limp in his hands, his skin all soft and warm. His blue eyes closed as he makes little snuffling noises, so completely trusting and vulnerable in Geralt's arms that he feels that weird stab in his belly again that's the closest he gets to terror. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? He asks the room, and the tub full of cooling water, and the snoring Yaskir. None of them give him a satisfactory answer. This is Enchip. I love this fic. It's very fun. I also like doing Yaskir when he's drunk, and just in general. Geralt's also fun, but it makes my throat a little sore, so that's fine. There's gonna be sex, just FYI. <laughs>